What's going on, everybody? You are listening to See Through Panel, a comic book discussion podcast. My name is Cole Harvey. I'm here with Fahed Rahman. Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> Merry Christmas, guys. And um, today we're going to be discussing um, Work in Progress's uh, two anthologies, Success and Failure. Um, Work in Progress is a... Sorry about that. I've got um, the builders in. I just wait for them to finish drilling. Okay. So Work in Progress is a uh, a comic book community um, based in London, and they've produced two... Uh, anthology projects this year uh, on the themes of success and failure and uh, the the work in progress um, comic community is comprised of professional and amateur um, comic book makers that are kind of trying to develop their their craft so you know these anthology the two anthologies were um, basically open to anyone who, who belongs to that community um previously interviewed uh interviewed joe stone who's one of the coordinators for it um so because of it's an anthology i think we we decided to pick two or three um stories from 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 each anthology and then kind of review both books as a whole so um cole do you want to start off with your um with your first choice yeah um so we're doing the success anthology first i believe yes. yeah. um my absolute favorite, I would say it was my favorite from both of these, um, is Tales from the Teller of Terror. Yes. By yeah. Christopher Hazeldine. Hazeldine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, that was easily my favorite because it had that Tales from the Crypt, House of Horror um, host kind of thing going on. And it was uh, very comedically um, done. So basically what we have here is, um, so in the Success Anthology, it's all about like different aspects of success. Um, this one focuses on the negatives of success. Uh, it is a businessman who has a uh, night before Christmas esque dream about his brother dying and that he should, uh, uh, all that his workers type rebelling, I guess. Um, yeah. And basically, it's just kind of a Tales from the Crypt type comedy horror thing where he becomes a zombie. Um, and there's just a bunch of really funny lines. Uh, there's, there's lines about everyone being a filthy communist <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, and stuff like that. And the ending, the ending um, punchline is really what sold it for me. Also his art style. I really loved um, it's, it really captures that tales from the crypt coloring. Even um, I really like like the purples and the blues that they do really heavy. Yeah, Chris. Uh, his name was Christopher Hazeldean. Yeah, um, yeah. He really impressed me. I think with this because it's kind of got a different, more. I mean, the stories are pretty somber a lot of the time in these anthologies, which I liked. But this one was really kind of caught me off guard and made me laugh out loud, which none of the others did. So that was actually um, one of my first choices as well. I think uh, Christopher's art is. Fantastic. His his um dialogue is really witty and kind yeah. of you know, the the social commentary about you know um capitalism and yeah uh, you know, I I just you know is is a very much kind of a, a pitch perfect I don't, I don't want to say parody but a pitch perfect kind of 
version of uh, uh, Tales from the Crypt Keeper. And that was, um, that was Tales from the Teller of Terror by um, uh, Christopher Hazeldine. I think, yeah, that's, yeah, it's a really um, perfectly pitched um, uh, parody of uh, the, you know, the Tales from the Crypt Keeper. So yeah, I, I very much agree with, with all the, um, of all the comments that you made on that. My next one is by Jess Hanna. And uh, that is uh, the, sto- the story Second Fiddle. And it's uh, autobiographical uh, yes. tale about when she kind of first learned how to uh, play the violin and, you know, how that opened up the world to her a little bit, but then she kind of, um, through, you know, growing up and, you know, discovering other things and frustrations within the musical, um, the, you know, constraints that she felt at the time kind of gave it up. So I really enjoyed that. I was having a, um, a conversation with someone who, uh, recently, so I think, uh, during lockdown, a lot of people have taken up or uh, rediscovered hobbies or activities that they did as a child, but, you know, for whatever reason, because they didn't have enough time and adult responsibilities have given up, have kind of rediscovered those. And I was having a discussion with someone who'd um, started playing the piano and tennis again after not doing either of those things for a really, really, really long time due to, uh, due to lockdown. Um, giving them kind of the extra time, so that kind of it just kind of hit uh, hit home with me a little bit, and the I, I enjoyed the kind of very I want to say basic art style, but it's very uh, clean, basic basic lines. Doesn't attempt to do anything too too flashy with with the coloring, and yeah, so just yeah, yeah it hit home with me, and I quite quite um, quite enjoyed it. I really like that one too. Um, there was one with a kind of similar message that was, uh, I don't remember which anthology it was from, but it was basically talking about the quarantine has its ups and its downs, silver lining type stuff. But this one I thought kind of sent that message a little stronger because it didn't directly reference the quarantine, but it kind of referenced picking up those old hobbies and doing things you used to love to do, which I think we've all been doing yet. Like that's even how we started the podcast. It was right when quarantine hit. So Yeah. yeah, I really enjoyed that. My next favorite uh, I'd have to give it to Joe Stone just off sheer, yes. <laughs> off yeah. the sheer art, man. <laughs> yeah. uh, it might not be like the deepest one and have all this emotional impact, but it's really cool to look at. And I like the idea behind it. So it's, it's essentially Joe Stone um, drawing in his usual style as himself, thinking about what he should do for the anthology. And he goes through all these art styles. He goes through like Kirby, Charles Burns, Mignola, Frank Miller, Liefeld, Urasawa. He does all of these styles. Um, He does a Scott Pilgrim type style, Astro Boy. God, he does everything. uh, I just was having tons of fun looking at him and trying to figure out who was what. Um, And it was honestly really impressive because I didn't think that he could do all that. Like, they're each very excellent. (laughs) Is Charles Byrne kind of realistic is is amazing. (laughs) I I didn't know he could do all that. So, yeah. uh, I think, not a ton uh, to talk about, but it's so impressive. Yeah, it's not like the 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 deepest of of the stories here, um, including the anthology. But it's it's a lot of fun. It's 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 quite enjoyable. Again, that's another one that was um, 
that was on my on my list and you know like you i had a, a lot of fun trying to figure out um which artist uh that he's kind of referencing in each one of his style and you can kind of tell this is uh, a strip that he probably had a, a, a great deal of fun doing is why well. i Definitely. especially kind of uh enjoy his um rob liefeld um to uh two pictorial representation of like <laughs> captain america so that's i think one of my favorite ones uh uh there um so my next one because uh i think you've you've chosen my next one was actually going to be creative <laughs> block by uh, joe stone but my my next one um apart from that was the uh, sam whitehall comic uh which i don't think is being titled it's about the his teddy bear rufus or the main characters, oh. Teddy Bear Rufus. Um, I felt it was kind of like dryly funny in a, a, a sort of like British sense of humor type way. I'm not entirely sure how it f- fit in with the theme of success, um, but it's just you yeah. know kind of like the the story that that it told his you know very again very um simple lines not trying to do anything uh too complicated but he does use that uh, occasion kind of like i don't know what the kind of inky wash to yep. kind of like color the color the color the um um kind of black and white uh characters in as well i liked that story a lot too um i wasn't really feeling it in any specific way up until i liked the ending the structure of the ending so that yes. last panel he yeah. asked her to go check for the for rufus the teddy bear and yeah. <laughs> there's yeah. that last panel with his mouth hanging open so assumably i'm assuming he got it i hope you know um so yes i thought maybe that's what the oh, success I was made i i compl- read that completely differently i read that as oh dear this weirdo has just come into the, the shop asking me for something <laughs> that's not there and she's running to the back so maybe I don't know, and he's kind of like, yeah, I don't know. We'll have to um, <laughs> maybe, maybe get him, yeah, yeah, maybe uh, get him on, get him on uh, board to. Yeah. Oh, I say him, I don't know if it's a him or a her. Anyway, yeah, I'm not um, sure, but I I quite liked that one. Um, so yeah, so do you have any another one to pick from success? I think I have one more. So I'm not sure I fully understood this one. I thought it was funny, but I'm not sure why I thought it was funny. Uh, His Dreadful Designs by Nick Bryan and Ben Nunn. Okay. Uh, Is yeah, that so the supervillain architect? Yes. One, yes. yes. Yeah. Um, so basically, it's just like this godlike hero who has a friend that's an architect, and he lets him build his secret lair, um, or hero or villain. Um, yes. And basically, the guy builds a giant uh, middle finger fist, at the earth on the moon looking down to the earth and the guy kind of just was like yeah man not my taste uh you can hang out here though and then teleports back to the earth and leaves the guy on the moon i think i i didn't know exactly what the punchline was but it felt like yeah you're kind of a dick you deserve this this is for you you built this for yourself type yeah of deal. I, I think that's kind of very much the case so this is oh, i'm gonna go for a slight tangent so um <laughs> I've been listening, so I've been watching a lot of the the Grenfell Inquiry that's going on. So the Grenfell Inquiry, for listeners that don't know, is uh, about the uh, Grenfell fire that happened 
um, three years ago and uh, a lot of people died in that fire. And uh, what's come across is that the construction industry in this country is basically filled with, well, seemingly filled with people that trying to pass the buck onto each other and kind of like architects that aren't really taking the end inhabitants best interests into uh, account. So I'm not too sure that, you know, the, the creators of this comic had this in mind. I think it was just kind of maybe, um, uh, you know, a parody on, you know, how, you know, uh, you know, when you, when you, you employ someone to construct something that, they're not necessarily listening to what you actually need them to do and kind of they've got their own preconceived ideas so i think that's what the the comic was about so i i really yeah that is it's a very solid um comic with like great great artwork as mm-hmm. well kind of like i like the, the way they kind of experimented with different colors for the kind of showing the passage of time as well yeah, I quite like the very colorful title page, the splash page at the beginning. Uh, that's what kind of hooked me because you don't see in an anthology like this, um, the colors tend to be pretty like indie um, yeah. with different type of mediums, but that one is kind of conventional, so it stuck out. Um, yes. And do you want to switch over to Failure? Or? Yes, there's just one other comic that I want to mention really quickly just because you, you mentioned colors. It was um, Ed Firth's comic. Um, I don't think it's title, but he does really kind of that fantastic job of, um, again, uh, using colors, you know, uh, throughout the comic kind of, it's kind of, I don't know if it's neon colors. It's about the, the guy that's, um, late night on the bus. I just felt his use of colors was absolutely, um, fabulous. I really kind of just aesthetically looking at it. It's just a really pretty comic to to um, to look at. So I really enjoyed the way he he used um uh, kind of per- he starts off with purples and pinks and then goes through yeah. to reds and and pinks and greens. So yeah, I just I really liked that um his his use of colors in that one as well. So I, I actually that's the I didn't have a lot to say about the story in that one, but yeah, the colors are like the neon pastel. Those yes, those are yes, gorgeous. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and they kind of go over everything. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we can move on to um, failure now. So do you want to kick off with your first choice? Let me just bring it up on my own. Yeah, I'm also bringing it up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's taken a minute here. I know I have a couple, if it'll load. God. Come on. All right. Let me just find it. Luckily, I can cut this. There it is. Um, so my favorite for this one would be Lupalangelo um, by Rachel Tubb. Uh, this is essentially uh, yeah, yeah. A, a, a world of anthropomorphic animals, it looks like. And there is a dog who is um, doing the whole Icarus thing, which they even talk about in the comic, where he wants to fly up and get the moon. Um, so he builds these wings and he... Uh, I loved this line. He says, uh, Icarus, they taunted, but Icarus didn't have articulated cutting edge metal suspension with a sophisticated leather membrane. <laughs> yeah. That made me laugh my ass yeah, off. Yeah. Um, I really like the art and the colors in this one. And I kind of just like the comedic, um, tone. So with the, all, both these anthologies, I normally, I'm, I'm not a big, um, sucker for comedy 
comics. They're actually really hard to do. But whenever I would find them in these anthologies, it kind of felt like a breath of fresh air because some of the stuff was so heavy. It was good, but it was it was it was pretty heavy. So when I found that, I kind of clung to that. So that's the same with this one. I really like the the, just the uplifting tone of it. Um, The the cartooning and the colors are magnificent. Um, I really like Rachel Tubbs um, art a lot. Yeah, I think it was really well scripted. It kind of really quickly establishes the world in which the story's taking place really quickly. So you kind of understand, all right, this is where we are. And to do that with just, you know, within the first page is such a, um, you know, it's, it takes a lot of um, skill. Um, we've kind of reviewed um, comics before on this uh, podcast where they take, you know, two or three pages to establish what the world is and what the rules of the world are. And there's mm-hmm. like, you know, you know, boxes of like text, but you know, she manages to do that just with a few panels and a few words and you kind of understand who the characters are, the world which it's taking place. So I, I really yeah, I like like you. I think that was um that was one of my um my my favorites in in the anthology as well. My next one is um I think the, the first story in the anthology by uh no yeah, by um, Hawa Bird, and it's Tea and Sympathy. And it's just, um, you know, a story about a girl kind of failing her exams. And, um, yeah, I did not get gr- good GCSE results. Um, so I kind of fully understand where this um, uh, girl's coming from and this, you know, this feeling that it's kind of the end of the world. And, um, you know, uh, one of my uh, favorite podcasts is um Kermode and Mayo's film review and one of the things they constantly say in that and you know um if it's not okay it's not the end so like you might think it's the the end of the world because this thing has happened but if, if it's not okay now it will eventually be okay so I really um I, I enjoyed that kind of like uplifting message even in um kind of like a tough time that I think a lot of teenagers in this country are going through at the moment um yeah so i I quite enjoyed that yeah i really like that story um i didn't get the best i don't know a lot a lot of people didn't get the best grades in high school and stuff like that so um uh especially the the dialogue which you said it doesn't matter really identify i identify with that because for most people your high school grades don't matter in the long in in the long term um and also the art was just really endearing it felt really personal Yes, um, it was broken up into these crazy grids, which I really liked the construction yeah. of those grids. Yeah, the the um, panel layout here was 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 really good. Um, you can kind of get the idea that she's, yeah, yeah. I, I, it's just yeah, it's just really well well done. Uh, what's what's your next um what's your next pick? Um, I think my next one is going based on I think the art. Did it have a title? Uh, I don't see a title. Um. I wouldn't know how to say that anyway. Uh, Patrick and Ryan O'Reilly's story. Oh yes, the one about um, the, the village. Dam. Yeah, the village. Yeah, that was was sunk underwater. It was yeah, yeah. Um, I just really liked the art in that. I thought it was a little different from the stuff we'd seen. Um, the story was pretty sweet. Also, kind of um, a young man helping an older woman to like. She was kind of regretting this thing, and he was saying that 
she succeeded and she did a good job and where she thought was a failure, there was a success, which I like that um, theme. And I thought that the uh, color work was really, really fun on this and just kind of uh, really pretty landscapes, especially on that uh, panel where the woman goes to see the flooded village where it's just a lake now with a, a tower rising out of it. Yes. Um, yeah. I thought it was uplifting um, and kind of sweet and the art did not hurt at all. I liked the art a lot. Yeah. So this was, I think, digitally colored and quite often when things are digitally colored, it's, it can be a little bit flat and mm. um, for me, aesthetically um, uh, unappealing, but the, you know, the coloring in this is really, really well done. There's kind of, even though it's digitally colored, you can't kind of, there's, there's kind of, um, I don't want to say gritty, but there's like a texture to, to, to all of the images, which I think really help. And they do a really good, uh, job of like, um, uh, doing shadows, um, as well. So, yeah. And it's, it's, it's just quite a sweet story about, um, loss and remembrance, isn't it? So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, my next one is um, A Leaky Smile by Matt Barrell. And that is the story about the gentleman who um, I think is in some sort of communal living, maybe uh, mental health or drug abuse um, or alcohol uh, recovery unit and i just felt it was it's kind of like quite sweet and quite sad and um kind of like bitterly funny as well because we've all kind of not been in this sort of situation but you know you kind of get your hopes up about when you you meet someone new and you kind of think uh maybe maybe not could there be something going here and then it turns out um you know to, to to be a certain way that um so I, I really kind of um I, I kind of enjoyed that. The the artwork is uh fine, it's kind of very uh basic artwork, but I did enjoy his choice of um uh the tones of the colours that he, he used as well. Yeah, those purples, yeah. Um yeah. I really like that story too. Uh it was pretty bittersweet. Yeah. Um uh I I think I didn't yeah, I couldn't decide where they were living at. So you think it's like some type of um some type of thing where they're not allowed to leave essentially. So, yeah, like- I think so. It's to, to me, I think it, um, because it said, um, Alexandra ward. So I think it must be some sort uh, of, um, hospital somewhere. Um, so that's kind of down. I think down halls is a mental hospital somewhere in London as well. So, okay. uh, yeah, so that's, that, that makes more sense. Yeah. Um, what's, um, what's your next one? I think I will have to go with, is it Willie the Witch? Which seems like yeah, name. that is going to be um, my next one as well. Yeah, so you go, you okay. go ahead. Um, so Bruno Stead, I think his name is. Yeah. Um, it's basically this, it's a story of a witch who is pretty much looking for Tinder dates on a crystal ball, <laughs> swiping left and right. It's such, a, it's such a great idea. It's, it it's, is fantastic. it's a fantastic idea. So yeah. And I, the, she goes through uh, Frankenstein's monster first. Too dumb, Dracula. Too old, the mummy just yek twice, yeah, yeah. Uh, and she lands on this charming prince. Um, wh- what do you think? Uh, read the prince's bio. I like dragon slaying, rescuing princess, and dressing up as a 
want to hook up. <laughs> what, what, I didn't. I couldn't figure out what he likes to dress oh. up as, but we'll leave that open to to, to anyone. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. The style though is really cool. It's basically just pencil or maybe ballpoint pen. It's just yeah. black and white. Um, I would think it would have to be pen, but um, uh, it's just black and white, really raw, kind of scratchy but pretty detailed when he wants it to be. Um, and it was a really funny story. Uh, in the end, she, she kisses the Prince Charming and he turns into a frog and she puts him in a case with four, three or four other Prince Charmings that have become frogs. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I thought it was pretty funny. Um, maybe not the deepest of all of them, but uh, it had some really fun artwork and uh, made me laugh a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That made, it made me, uh, giggled a lot it kind of um kind of reminded me a little bit of like kate beaton's work from harker vagrant where it's kind of um you know kind of that 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 sort of uh kind of the humor and um the the artwork as well and it's always kind of really funny when you see um i don't know why it's funny to me but i always find it quite funny when you see a really thirsty woman kind of like <laughs> desperately chasing a man I, I always find that quite um quite quite humorous for 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 whatever reason so i think um my last choice is lara cunningham's one and that is um that is the one about pfizer yes so yeah so that the artwork isn't anything special to kind of like talk about it's you know really i don't want to say perfunctory because that's um that's a little bit that's a little bit more derogatory than than i intend but it's like it's not got the best artwork but the the actual writing is um is fabulous it's a really interesting story um a non-fiction story about why um how women aren't treated equally by medical research and how men's problems are always kind of put put to the front forefront and um why it's it's just a really ex- uh, uh, interesting kind of exploration about the the history of um viagra basically and um you know why you know uh pms isn't you know why you know why uh they haven't kind of like discovered or aren't bothered to you know do research into an effective treatment for for, for pms as well i did not so, yeah know that pfizer essentially created viagra which yeah. is a little weird um because they're obviously in the news lately for uh helping make the vaccine and stuff um yeah that really was interesting to me because i know that like that kind of drug is like a racket like right now like one of the most abused drugs in america and probably the world so like and the fact that it could have been able to help women with uh with women with period pain but they just didn't pursue that because who needs it was yeah. kind of a yeah shot to the gut. So yeah, the the art is a little bit. Um, it's kind of just like accents to the words. Yeah, more about yeah. the words. Yeah, I'd agree um, with that. It's but, fine. She and you know, she yeah. she uh, um, she adequately um, draws penises, and um, <laughs> that, was, that was a bit of a shock when I was reading. So, oh, okay, unexpected penis there. Um, yeah, but, um, it kind of like you know, th- there's a lot of humor in kind of the way she draws jules faces um as well but yeah it's just a really uh fascinating look at why um women have got a lot of reasons to be pissed off with with medical 
research and kind of like the 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 industrial uh, pharmaceutical industry as well. Yeah, and there was it, it kind of was funny at times too. I yeah, it's very is I I I've, I really do. So one of my favorite uh, podcasts is the Dollop, and they quite often look at stories like this about um you know how uh you know companies don't necessarily do the best thing for like um the world at large so i think you know there's yeah it's um it's it, i really enjoyed it i think it is uh well it, you know it's it's always nice when you read something and you learn something new about the world as well so yeah i i i think it's you know, it's one of the stronger stories in in both anthologies actually yeah this one really this made me get on the internet and start looking stuff up about which is always like, a good sign she's always yeah. a good sign all right well i think that's three apiece isn't it yeah i think that's uh three apiece i think we had some crossover with um both of our choices so um what did you think overall of um both anthologies which one was your um which one was your favorite i think i would have to go with success I, I mean, I probably knew that going in. I like to look on the bright side of things a little more, but I was happy to see that because I read failure first. Cause I was like, if I'm going to get down, I would rather have success to read yeah. after. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it, failure did have a lot of like heartwarming things. So there was a lot of silver lining type uh, themes in the failure anthology, but I think success um, just had a higher um, hit rate with me. I really liked the one I didn't talk about was hop. Um, I'd have to see who drew that, but, um, there was a lot of really good stories that we didn't even touch on in here. So, yes, there, there were. And I think we do need to kind of mention as well is that there are a mixture, mixture of, um, what you can, what you can so close to professional level, um, artwork and storytelling in here mixed in with people that are just kind of discovering their voices and, um, discovering how to to illustrate and how to to write for comics that was also quite um uh intriguing to me to see that that um to see see both both those type of works kind of alongside each other in an anthology like this and if i think it's you know wrp i think it's they do do a lot of uh good work to help people um progress themselves as 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 creators so yeah yeah, I thought it was a really awesome um, book to read. You're right. The variety of um, both time in the industry and just like their styles has made it really, really fun to read. You never really got tired of anything because it was all different. Um, I'm really glad that uh, indie creators can have a place where they can just submit short stories like this. Yes. So, uh, WIP is doing a great thing there. Um, I would recommend you guys check this out. I don't know what the cost of it is. Yeah. So um, if you go to, let me just find their website. We'll, we'll put the details um, in the podcast description. If you go to wipcomics.co.uk, you can buy um, both digital and um, print copies of both the anthologies from, from that website. The, uh, success and failure physical bundle they've got 13 copies left of that uh and that will cost you 12 pounds that's that's i think that's pretty much a bargain really um for for you know two two anthologies of um the uh of this quality 
Um, and oh, then yeah. they've also, they've also got um, digital versions available as well. Um, so yeah, that, I think that was really uh, really enjoyable. It's a quick read. It's a quick. Read. I mean, I think I read yeah. both the anthologies in like um, maybe an hour. So I think is like I, I read both of them. I think both of them each maybe took me thirty five minutes, forty minutes each but yeah it's, it's a really quick swift swift read some of them yeah are thought, thought provoking um any final thoughts uh i don't think i have any final thoughts i would say i really really think you guys should check this out at least digitally it'd be a really good support um obviously they're not like giving us anything i just really like this um anthology and it's really cool um so if anyone wants to support that i'll probably be buying the digital just because i got it for free and i'd yeah. like to support uh wip so Check that out. I'll put the link in it. Um, I really recommend it. It's really cool. And now, have they been doing these for a couple of years? Or is this- yeah, so the, the WIP have been around. So I've been aware of them for at least seven years. So they oh, wow. they, they, they used to be like a, they are a, a physical meeting, meetup group. So they're, they're a group on meetup.com. And uh, they've been producing anthologies on and off for, for quite, quite um, a long time. Um, I think they've got, um, if you go to the website, they've got all their, uh, uh, anthologies available, I think on there, at least in, um, a digital version in any case. So yeah. And yeah, a few of their other, um, creators that, uh, feature in the group have got, um, their work on there as well. So do what I'm about to do and just go flip through those and look at some stuff that looks interesting and check out a couple digital anthologies. Cause it seems like a really good cause to me and it's really cool to see some, non-professional work makes it a lot more personal you know yeah i think that's yeah i think i think that's really true especially like some of the best some of the most fascinating work can come from people that are just emerging with their voices and i think there's a there's a few creators in both these anthologies that fit into that category um, as well so i think i think that's it really so that's a firm recommendation from from me as well oh yeah all right, well, I think that's about it. Next week, um, I'm going to pick something. I'm thinking um, if we could do with something a little bit more mainstream, just because it's kind of in the holiday season. But yes. It's going to be after Christmas. Uh, yeah. I'd like to read Klaus by Grant Morrison. Uh, have you read that at all? Mm, not even heard of it. Not even it heard of it. It is a really beautiful, with art by Dan Mora, uh, retelling of the... Uh, story of santa claus like a okay. more like a fantasy epic type of deal okay it's really heady obviously because it's grant morrison so i think that'll yeah. be pretty fun okay yeah so that's that sounds um good to me uh yeah so um that's that's it really thanks for listening guys have a merry christmas and a fantastic new year all right happy holidays guys thanks for listening thanks bye